0: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. On this episode, we have a special guest, Annie Bosco. Annie is a Croatian-American singer and country music star. From appearing on American Idol, she now has millions of listens on Spotify, plays in big concerts and festivals, and has performed with legends like Andrea Bocelli, Adele, and Oliver. In this episode, we're going to learn a little about her heritage and some of the best moments of her career. Annie, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Wow, what a great intro, I have to say. That was much much better than a lot of the shows that I play. That intro was uh, spot on. Oh, really? Well, I'm
0: glad you liked it. I'm, I'm glad it was worth it. Um, you know, I first, I actually, I never met you, but I saw you perform, I don't know how long ago, maybe five, seven years ago, at one of the Croatian picnics in Los Angeles. And you were singing, you know, you'd sing both the national anthems, the Croatian and the American and i think you might have performed a few songs as well but i can't remember what year that
1: was that's cool well it's amazing the the croatian community how it really like it's a ripple effect you know like just people will tell me that or like a lot of people had, were in vegas when i sang with oliver um mm. at the um the pearl casino like it's amazing how yeah the Croatians talk, the community is strong.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. We're very well connected with each other. Well, can you talk a little about that, about, you know, your Croatian background and your heritage?
1: Yeah. Um, my goodness, you know, it's, it really has so much to do with who I am and my work ethic and where I come from and my faith and family and my love for food and Masta and everything. Um, my grandparents were actually the first couple to be married at St. Anthony's Catholic church. And, um, my grandpa's father came to the States. He had no shoes on his feet, you know, just like totally the American dream story. He was a minor. He worked as a minor and then ended up in California had, uh, my grandpa and my grandpa met my grandmother at a Croatian picnic. And it's a cute story. I mean, he was kind of a bachelor, an older bachelor at the time. It was, really rare for a man to not be married, you know, in his late thirties. So he was in his late thirties. Uh, they got married, he sold her car, which was their only car and he bought a tractor and it was like the first tractor in the area. So he started a farm, Boscovich farms. And, um, and my dad helped, you know, grow the business with my uncle and their cousin and they, they grow, you know, lots of gosh, I think like over 50 vegetables and, um, So, you know, it just taught me a lot. Like my grandpa worked till he was 93. He was still farming three days a week till he was 93 years old and just was so proud to be Croatian and so proud of his heritage. And I think it had so much to do with his, how he lived his life, you know, and his work ethic, his appreciation, you know, for things. And especially after watching his family during the war and what they went through, you know, just like, I think he uh, was able to go back and to help them and, the church that they had turned into a bomb shelter, he was able to help restore to be a church again. So we got to go there and visit them. And they had this, you know, food laid out for us and a whole procession and saying, and it was the only time I've ever seen him cry, like literally just cry. Cause I could tell how much it meant to him. And so um, I've always been proud to be Croatian. And I love that I have like, you know, so much Croatian support from that community. You know, it's like we're we're small but mighty. We are like not the biggest country, but like we are, you know, fierce people for sure.
0: Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we said, everyone knows each other. If you mention a last name, like oh yeah, that's they're from the village over. Like always, <laughs> they always somehow know each other or know of each other. <laughs>
1: it's true, and it's all uh-huh. village. You which know, is other countries because it's like oh yeah they're from that city and in Croatia it's like no it's a village let's get it. <laughs> that village <laughs> yeah
0: yeah what what part was was your grandfather from or your family side from
1: my grandfather's from Cernici which like you probably haven't even heard of no
0: most
1: yeah it's outside of I think Stolich. it's in Bosnia Herzegovina uh, my grandmother's family is from Dubrovnik
0: mm. have so you she- been there.
1: Oh, of course. You know, um, I mean, now that it's Game of Thrones, it's more popular than, you know, it used to be, but um, been to both places and it's just beautiful. I appreciate that it feels like you kind of step back in time, you know, and you go to like a more simple time and just walking past the butcher and the bakery and fresh bread and it's fresh fish and cobblestone streets and you know people playing music in the street it's just you know it's it's special it still feels like it's not overdeveloped like mm-hmm. other areas of europe or the world and so um i love it there yeah
0: yeah well coming from the u.s especially it's definitely a, a nice change of pace at least for me um annie yeah. i want to ask a little about your you know musical career uh when did you first start you know, realizing that you had some, this sort of talent. I mean, you play guitar as well. Uh, you sing, what did you, did you first start learning guitar or did you, you know, you could sing from when you were a kid? How did that start?
1: gosh, you know, it's, um, people always ask this. It's like, well, where did it come from? Which which parent, you know? And I, I honestly don't know because my family really wasn't very musical other than my, my little brother and I sang together. Um, But when I was a baby, my mom said I was singing in my crib. She said, you'd literally be in your crib. And you were just like, like always singing, always making noises. And then um, when I was five, I fell in love with the Wizard of Oz over the rainbow. And so I um, sang that at my great grandmother's funeral. And so I think I don't don't have footage of it. I would have loved to have seen it. But I think from the response of everyone that was there, it was just sort of like kind of... um, I guess shocked at like, wow, like a five-year-old kid. I mean, there was a lot of people there if that could come out of their mouth. I don't know. I never actually got to see it. And then I, um I, you know, we had no ties to the entertainment industry really in my family. So I think I didn't know, like, could I do this? I knew I loved it and I did it everywhere all day, everywhere I could, but it was kind of like, well, how do I make a career doing this? And then I got um, heard by a guy that worked at Disney and they needed like a young singing voice to do a role in Little Mermaid Two. And so that's kind of like when I sort of thought, okay, maybe this is something that I can really pursue as a career. You know, it was my first time being in a real recording studio and, you know, getting a check. It wasn't really that big. They still send me checks for like two cents. And I'm like, didn't Uh it cost all this check? (laughs) Whatever. But anyways, I'm so grateful for that opportunity because it, it opened my eyes to okay, maybe I can really do this. And then I just, I sing everywhere, anywhere I could. I would literally from church events, probation picnics, to you know charity things, to funeral football games, whatever, wherever anyone asked, I would sort of was a the human music box. It was just like turn me, and then I would pop out and sing wherever I needed to. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And so, have have you always been sort of a, a country singer? Or was that something that you developed later on in your, well, not career, but I guess later on?
1: Yeah. You know, I grew up singing everything, but the first singer I ever heard was Patsy Cline. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad loved Patsy Cline and loves classic country music. So that's the first singer I really ever heard. And um, I think when I started writing songs, they were country songs. And so I uh, fell in love with Shania Twain and, you know, my dad raised me on like George Strait. Patsy Cline, Marty Robbins, Jim Reeves and the Beatles. So I was really raised on country music and the Beatles. And when I wrote songs, they they were country. And so I thought, okay, you know, like, I think this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I, um, but I've, I always had an appreciation and love for singing all kinds of music.
0: And now when you're talking about country, that sounds like you're talking about the old school country, sort of, you know, George Strait, uh, Shania Twain, that sort of stuff. Not so much. I don't know how to describe it, but like the newer country, I'm not a huge country fan, so it's hard for me to talk about it. But like, you know what I mean? The difference between the sort of the older school and the modern country. I can't think of any artists to compare like that.
1: like any? I figure now. <laughs> <say> <laughs> Do you like any country music or no?
0: I like some of the older stuff, yeah. But the newer stuff for me, it's like a little, I don't know how to explain it, but a little different. Like more poppy and more, I don't know, there's something in there that it's uh, not not my type of country, if that makes sense.
1: What is the older stuff that you like?
0: I don't know. Like there's a couple George Strait songs that I can't remember off the top of my head, but that stuff is good. Shania Twain has some good songs. Um, yeah. I See, like the
1: more traditional sounding stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Me too. Same.
0: Now, what type of stuff are you singing nowadays? What sort of, are you writing a lot of your own songs?
1: I am, and I yeah, and I'd say that my newer stuff actually has more of a classic feel to it than the stuff that I had done historically. You know, and put out. I'd say my newer project right now definitely has a thread of feeling more um, classic. I'd say than the older stuff that felt. Like maybe it was poppier country, you know? And I, it still has pop sensibility where, you know, I think there's it's hooky, but I think from a production standpoint, it's not trying to like chase the pop sound.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there something fun. you could line dance to? Let's put it that way. Not that I line dance, but.
1: <laughs> uh, well, there's probably one song on there. Yeah, that would be line danceable. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Are you, have you ever line danced before? Are you into that? I'm sure in Nashville they have that, right?
1: I used to line, no, not really. I used to line dance in California as a kid, twice a week, borderline. I would go twice a week. That was like it. That was, that was the place to be.
0: Wow. Where was that? At?
1: Uh, that was in Ventura County, California. Uh, sadly, it's where they had the shooting. They had a mass shooting there not too long ago, a couple years ago, really sad. Uh, but you know, all country music. And it was like the place to go. We would go line dancing every Wednesday night. Um, summer times and then they had Sunday night as well. So I grew up doing it there and oh, I loved it. Loved. Yeah. I don't know. There's probably one song on my new project you could line dance to. Yeah. There's one. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know why I asked that. I've never even been I think maybe one time I went line dancing with a cousin. But yeah, I'm not I don't I don't know why I asked it. Just felt like a
1: I think I'm, you would look maybe the cowboy hat and I think you yeah. should dancing yeah
0: i do i've always wanted to i've always wanted to rock a cowboy hat but i've never had the confidence
1: i think you should just do it they're very in right now they're in the tom Ford ads. yellowstone yellowstone has made cowboy really cool again so yeah
0: that's true i don't know in zagreb if that's caught yet though i don't know if i would, <laughs> I would rock that on the streets of zagreb right now
1: once annie bosco really takes off you know i'll make country Fool in zagreb that would be a awesome.
0: lot are you planning on on coming to croatia on performing there
1: uh there's nothing in the books right now but um my gosh i'd love to i hope so yeah it'd be cool too i had spoken to you know oliver invited me to come to his island and to do like a show with him and then so sad that he passed away just a couple years after or not even after i met him um but i've spoken to a couple promoters about doing a concert in dubrovnik this summer so
0: Wow, that would be super it. cool. Well, speaking
1: be, of all of Put a song out in Croatian first, if you have any ideas.
0: Wow, that would be really cool. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot a few over to you if you like. I'll have to do some some thinking.
1: I can, I can sing. Wow. I know that one. I know. Um, what else do I know? That's the main one that I know. Yeah, I know Pishimi.
0: Huh. Uh, yeah, we'll have to get something, some concert going in Dubrovnik. Let's do it. Well, yeah, in the summer, there's no no place better than the coast. Uh, you mentioned Oliver, you performed with him what, for one song at one of his concerts. How did that work? Did I
1: that- did. Yeah, it was great. We did um, Prime Time, actually. Oh, it's crying time again. You're gonna leave me. It's a Hank Williams song, but Ray Charles did it as well. And um, sorry, does this look okay? I'm trying to find the right, trying to find the right place to do this, and I'm the right backdrop, and I'm not okay. There we go. How's that? Okay, cool. Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, we did that together, and you know his music is so beautiful. When you listen to it, you just feel like you're cruising on the Adriatic Sea, and it's like this. It just sort of transports you to another place and it's just beautiful. So
0: and did he reach out to you before the concert or how did that happen?
1: Yeah, he did. I think they were looking for, you know, a Croatian American artist to open for him. And um, so that's how it happened. And wow. I was like the only Croatian American artist they could find. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I saw the the video on YouTube, and I also saw um you performed with Andrea Bocelli.
1: Yeah. That
0: video. How was that?
1: Wild, it was a wild experience. You know, he walks into the room and you can like feel, you can like feel the vibration, the vibrational force of Bocelli in the room. Um, He is so sweet and just so calm and, you know, to be around. And he was so welcoming, you know, as a, as a singer. You think at that level you're like oh my god what are they gonna do are they gonna be a diva and just like couldn't have been nicer and just calm like a really beautiful calm energy to be around and just hearing him in person is it's surreal you know i grew up my god that when time to say goodbye came out the conte partido, that song it was so huge and i bought the roman the roman romanza album um that he put out i listened to it a lot as a kid And I'd say he was like the first tenor that I really fell in love with. And so to sing with him was definitely like a weird full circle moment. I've had a few of those where you're like, this really happening, you know, and it's surreal. And he was one of them for sure.
0: That's awesome. Well, it's sort of with a third collaboration here, which is interesting because it's sort of like three different singers, three different styles. You also performed with Adele.
1: I did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where, Where was that?
1: It was incredible. It was in Nashville for, um, the CMT Artist of the year awards, which she probably would never do now because she's like a superstar, but at the time she was still, it was before rolling in the deep had really taken off. And, um, actually the producer I work with now, and I write with Tommy Sims hired me to do it. He's an MD for a lot of people. He's worked with like Stevie wonder, Bruce Springsteen, you name it, a lot of people. And so he was called to put together the band for this event And I had just gotten done touring with some other people and, um, you know, I got the call to sing with her and I think they needed someone that, you know, had a pretty large range. And so he called me to do it and we met and I sang for him and then I, yeah, it's, it's like I spent the whole day with her and that, that was surreal. And now she's this global superstar. I mean, who would have thought you just, you just never know, you know, like you never know when you can just turn around and someone is blown up. You know, it can happen fast.
0: Are you tired of feeling like a stranger in your own home? Do you long for a sense of belonging and community? Then it's time to consider becoming a citizen of Croatia. With Citizen HR, the Croatian citizenship app, you can make this dream a reality. At Citizen HR, we understand the emotional weight of citizenship. We know it's not just a piece of paper. It's a feeling of belonging to a community, a sense of security, and a connection to your heritage. That's why we've made it our mission to make the process of becoming a Croatian citizen as smooth and stress-free as possible. With Citizen HR, you'll have access to experts who will guide you every step of the way. From filling out forms to answering questions, we'll be there to make sure you have everything you need to apply for your citizenship. One user on the App Store, Kate KC, said, easy to use and great selection of experts available, and gave us five stars. So, if you're ready to take the next step towards citizenship, and to find a sense of belonging and security in Croatia, download Citizen HR today. Because at Citizen HR, we believe that citizenship is more than just a legal status, it's a feeling of home. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.citizenhr.app today. Use the code AllThingsCroatia for 50% off any biography translations you order. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean aside from performing with other artists you've you've also written songs for other artists right I saw that Jessica Simpson Willie Nelson uh, Marie Osmond you've written songs yeah. for them what's your writing process like
1: yeah I you know it's different for all kinds of things like I usually a title or a melody will hit me like an idea and then I'll take it in and finish it with someone I could read something that inspires me I could just have a melody in my head. I could be somewhere. And I, my God, you can look through my iPhone. I probably have a thousand voice notes of na, 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 na. <laughs> Wherever I am. I'm like singing na, na. my idea into my phone happens a lot. So um, that's usually how it starts. And then I'll develop the idea and sometimes, you know, I'll write it in like two days and other times it takes two years and I, it just depends. And
0: yeah. that, are you thinking like, Oh, this is the song is perfect for Willie Nelson, or are you writing it sort of, you know, for yourself, a song, and then you realize, ah, this sort of isn't my style or, or how does that work
1: with that? You know, with the song with Willie, they were looking for a specific kind of song as a duet. And so I came in and we sort of hashed out an idea and then, um, ran it past the artists. They liked it. So we ended up finishing it with them and, um, it was sort of project based so i was sort of okay what what could we say here that would make sense for these two people like what's a cool um lyric that matches them and then um and then he agreed to sing on it which of course was another one of those weird moments where you're like is this really happening you know holy shit i mean R- willie nelson wrote crazy crazy i'm crazy for feeling so lonely I mean that he's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. People don't realize he wrote that song for Patsy Klein, but um that that was really incredible. So hmm.
0: yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know he wrote that song either. Yeah. I was thinking I thought, isn't that a woman singing that? I guess that's Patsy Klein, but he wrote that for her.
1: He did, yeah, he did.
0: Well, who are your some of your favorite artists to listen to nowadays?
1: You know, I kind of a couple of years ago got burnt out on new stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the people that inspire me, that inspired me to do music in the first place and like, go back and listen to my heroes, you know? So it's everyone from Cheryl Crow to Patty Griffin, to Patsy Cline, to Loretta Lynn, to Ava Cassidy, to Dwight Yoakam, the Mavericks, Vince Gill, George Strait, Garth Brooks. Uh, early 90s country, Brooks and Dunn, uh, Aerosmith, like just all this stuff that really made me want to do music. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to listen to that again, because that always kind of puts the fire back in me to make music, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Aerosmith was interesting. They influenced you as well? Because that's sort of a different style than the other artists you were naming.
1: Oh, no, I definitely went through my rock phase for sure. Yeah. And I just think one of the greatest singers. I love them. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's got an incredible range. He some yeah. crazy high notes and he's a great singer. Well, speaking of, um, uh, Steven Tyler, because he was, I think, a judge on American Idol at one point.
1: Yeah, he was
0: sort of speaking about him. You were on American Idol back in the day. How long ago was that? How was that experience? What was it like?
1: I don't even know. Honestly, I'm like, how long ago was that? uh, you know, it was okay. It was one of those things where I was like, okay, this was supposed to be part of my journey. Did it do anything to help my career? No, it did not. Um, but was it supposed to happen to be part of my journey? Yeah. You know, so I think you kind of realize everything happens for a reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's lessons that you can grab.
0: What from- lesson Did you grab from that experience?
1: I think to be really clear on like who you are as an artist, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I think it's hard in a world where people could say, well, you should do this. Well, you should do this. Well, I think you should do this. And it's hard in a world where you're listening and you're absorbing so much music all the time to really kind of tune out the voices and to go inward. Mm -hmm. Say, who am I as an artist? You know, so I think that was a turning point for me to get clear on that
0: to stay true to yourself what was the experience like is it sort of how you imagine it when it's on tv or is it like completely
1: well so surreal the whole thing felt like uh like it never even happened i'm like did that, that happen i just feel like it like I, yeah like i don't even remember it happening it's bizarre oh huh.
0: just like a dream that snap it, your
1: it totally did yes
0: huh. yeah. well you've had another cool experience Uh, in that you performed in some prisons. I don't know if that was something in the past, a one-time thing, or that's something that you are currently doing, but that's a cool Johnny Cash style vibe from that. How did that happen?
1: You know, it just happened by happenstance. My friend had been doing concerts, or not concerts, but had been doing work with inmates to help. He has an amazing um, nonprofit called You Inspire. He's a cancer survivor and sort of has dedicated his life just to helping people. And so he asked me to come and visit and I did. And then he said, you know, I want to do a concert. Would you be willing to do it? Of course. And so I just showed up really for him. And then I sort of, I fell in love with it. I was like, wow, these people. I mean, I watched like thugs just like cry in front of me, you know, to certain songs. I have a song called fighter that always emotionally moves people a lot. And so I think to see that really shows you the power of music. And um, I, God, the whole Johnny Cash thing. Yeah. And now it's morphed into more where I'd like to do an actual like album that's live from a prison, record it, film it, similar to Johnny Cash. Um, But I can't even say it's something that I sought out because I didn't, you know, it really kind of sought me out. And then I enjoyed it so much that they're like, oh my God, you know, you, When you come back, they love you. Cause I honestly didn't treat them different than I would any other crowd. I was like, I'm having fun with them. Like whether we got to like, you know, like get rowdy, like whatever. I'm not going to tone it down or like not say certain things. You know, I was like, I'm just going to treat them like I would anywhere else, any other show, any festival. So I did and they um, responded and it just, you know, it showed me the power of music of what music can do. And that people who are deprived in situations like that, you see how much it can move someone. Like the barometer of moving someone was like, you know, way over here. And that was just so inspiring to watch.
0: Was that at a women's prison or a men's prison or or both?
1: So I thought I was just doing the women's prison, but then when I showed up like, no, you're doing the men's too. So then I ended up doing the men's as well, and um, I did both. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Releasing a full album that's that's in the the yeah, future.
1: would be a full album, but yeah, I'd like to do seven songs if I could. Yeah.
0: That'd be super cool. The one thing I always think of when I think of the Johnny Cash song, uh, what's the song that he did at the prison that they then like overdubbed? Um, you know, like the prisoners cheering. At a part where they didn't because he said like blues. which one is it
1: fulsome prison blues like dong, yeah. Dong, 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 dong. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah and they edited in a bunch of cheering on the part where he says uh something about killing i forget what the lyric is but i like i always thought that was just the natural reaction of the crowd but it turns out that they later uh dubbed that in
1: oh they did
0: yeah oh, yeah
1: I that. wow well you just taught me something new
0: <laughs> oh there I we would-
1: go on. You know what's funny is I remember my last time in Croatia, like I heard Johnny Cash everywhere. And I, you realize, like, oh my God, there's someone who just totally transcended genre. You know, like all over the world, you go, people love him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an icon everywhere, I guess.
1: Total icon. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Well, I we have a and- song
1: about my new project. It's called Cash. It's a world full of Johnnies, but there'll never be another Cash
0: that's a new project you're working on
1: new song yeah mm-hmm.
0: i like that line there's a world full of johnny's but there will never be another cash that's it huh that's pretty cool that's it yeah tell us a little bit more about your your um what you're working on right now and your future plans
1: yeah i'm working on an album and you know it's amazing i went to a few of, like my heroes one actually offered and said i would love to sing and play on it and it was Vince Gill. And it was a major turning point for me when I, where I thought, okay, holy shit. Like now you really got to do this. Cause I'd never made a full length album. So Vince Gill is singing on it. Dwight Yoakam is singing on it. And uh, Raul Mallow, who's the lead singer of a band called the Mavericks that I love. And um, so yeah, I'm working on finishing those songs now.
0: Hmm. And then yeah. you, you plan to go on tour with those?
1: Yeah. I'll plan on playing shows this later this spring in the summer. Yes.
0: And hopefully uh, Dubrovnik this summer also.
1: I know, I know. we got to make that happen. In fact, I will reach out to uh, my family friend who was trying to put that together. And you'd have to give me ideas of songs I should put out in Croatian to uh, expand my Croatian fan base.
0: I'll try, yeah. I'll try to come up with some lyrics. I think I got one half song that I was working on in Croatian. Maybe, uh, maybe I can send that over to you and finish it.
1: <laughs> or a cover, a cover of a famous song. Ah, Let well, me you know. Okay.
0: I'll have to do some thinking.
1: Oh, a song. So I sang with him. That'd be cool. With who? Oliver.
0: Ah, yeah, that would be a great cover to do.
1: Yeah, one of his, his songs.
0: songs. Yeah, all of his songs are just so smooth. They sound, I don't know. That's like the only word I can think of that best describes it. But he's such a smooth singer.
1: Yeah, like the Adriatic Sea.
0: Exactly. Oh.
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> well, Annie, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, I just got two more quick questions for you before we wrap this up. Yeah. This one is when you're in Croatia, what is your favorite food to eat?
1: Um, honestly, the fish. The fish, it just is so fresh with, you know, all they put is garlic, lemon, olive oil on top, and oh, it's delicious. And of course, cevapcici, wherever I have an opportunity to eat cevapcici. I love chovacchi.
0: Yes, is there any over there in Nashville? Is there a Croatian community over there?
1: No, but I couldn't believe it. One time, I was playing a show in Joliet. Where was it? Illinois. It was outside of Chicago, Joliet. I'm on stage doing a sound check, and I see a chovacchi tent, and I'm like, "Got to be kidding me!" I like got done sound checking, and I ran over, and I was like, "Who are you? And how do you make?" He's Croatian. There's, there's a large Croatian population in Chicago. And um, so we got to talking and I had like 10 čevapčici
0: Right before the show?
1: Maybe afterwards. Yeah.
0: Probably a, probably a good idea to have it after.
1: Yeah. It was uh, good.
0: One, I might make this a two-part question. I'll make it a two-part question. If you could mm-hmm. perform with any musician, musician, band, or singer right now, who would it be that you haven't performed with yet? or dream collaboration. Maybe that's an easier way to say it.
1: Oh, that's a hard one.
0: Yeah, I stumped you with this one. You did. Okay, I'll give you a, I'll give you a different one then, unless you want to think this one out.
1: Let me think about that one, because I'm not sure. There's so many people. I mean, off the top of my head, I would say Shania, just because Dolly Parton, probably Dolly Parton or Shania Twain, just because I, I watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I those are two two legendary artists. This is sort of on the same vein, but the classic, uh, if you could go back in time, or if you could see any band in concert, past or present. Who would the be? Beatles? Really? Oh yeah, yeah, you said exactly. you grew up listening to the Beatles.
1: Yeah, like when they were just taking off. Like if I could have been, oh, would have loved to have seen that.
0: Yeah, imagine that with everyone, all the girls going crazy for them. I don't know how many thousands of people they packed in their glory days, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Annie, I want to thank you again so much for coming on the uh, All Things Croatia podcast here. Um, where can people find, you know, your music? Do you have a website that they can check out, you know, shout out your socials if you want.
1: Yeah. My website is www.anniebosco.com and my music is on Spotify on, I'm on everything, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the things I'm on all of them. Okay. Awesome.
0: I'll drop links. Um, so people can check that out in the description, but Annie, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. It was really awesome to talk with you.
1: you. So much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you.